Today's Issues continues on AFR. Hi, and welcome back to this Thursday edition of Today's Issues. Fred Jackson sitting in for Tim and Ed. Ray Pritchard is in Kansas City, where it's a beautiful early fall day, Ray. Good day for a bike ride. Good day for a bike ride. And joining us in studio right now, newsman Steve Jordahl. Hey. That's politically incorrect now, isn't it? Uh, newsman. No, I don't mind. Newsman. I am a news. I am a man. Yeah. I identify today and every day as a man. <laughs> a news personage. <laughs> oh my! Clarifying for people. <laughs> Clarifying for my people. pronouns are Your Majesty and Your Honor. We were just listening Good. to the newscast. I'm not sure what store chain it was. Was it Old, old, was it? old, old Navy? Old Navy. Old Navy. That they're removing the section dedicated to uh, plus size for women. Is that what it was? I heard. Be careful, Fred. Be I, careful. I know. <laughs> Be you know, careful I, what comes next. Uh, I, I know. I, 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 I just. Warning, warning. <laughs> now, okay. What they're not doing, they're not doing it for men. They're just right, doing okay. it for women. I, I, it's, you wish to offer an opinion on this? <laughs> well, uh, all I'm saying is it, it doesn't make the need go away. Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, it doesn't make the knee. Listen, uh, my girth is 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 fairly extensive. Uh, I'll put it that way. Uh, and I, you know, if I'm going to a store, I don't go to a petite section. <laughs> All right, I don't. I just that's the way it is. Who used to say Walter Cronkite? That's the way it that's is. A, just the way it is. I, I am actually the perfect weight. For someone who's six eight, for someone who's six eight, Very good. right, right. <laughs> but I, I'm just, just who, who are they trying to fool here? You know, ladies who are of a particular size, oh, no. they're they're oh, no. they're going to want to go to oh, no. Steve help to, him to the section where. So in the news today, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I'm 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 not I'm not being critical of. I'm 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 just trying to figure out what the store is trying to do. Um, uh, I, I just don't think that's going to work. Uh, that's my opinion on that. All right. I, I just, you're not doing it for men, but you're doing it for women. And there's still a need for various sizes. Can we all well, agree on true. that? That's true. That's true. We, there's we a all need. come in different sizes. Yes. There's always a need. I, I love the variety that God has created. Very nice, nicely done, Fred. Yeah, there, there. Did I did I get out of that? I, I just you did, I, very, very nicely. And listen, we all sat here in the studio and we were listening, and you were listening, right. Ray, we too, all, obviously. We all, heard, we all heard it. And uh, gee, Chris was brave enough to put it in the newscast. I, mm-hmm. it's there. Uh, that's what we do in this program. We talk about the news of the day. It's one of today's issues. It's one of today's issues. And, We're and on we'll, top of it. And we'll let Tim and Ed deal with the follow-up from, from it. Okay. <laughs> Send your notes and letters, too. <laughs> and Brent. Brent gets to deal with all of that, too. Yeah. He just forwards a call to me. All right. Um, we do have some other news in the news today. Uh, but part of the news of Afghanistan is how Steve... Some networks are covering it. Yeah, it's it's been a potpourri. Actually, you know, I was I did a story uh, that was run yesterday. It's running today. I, I don't remember, but um, some of the networks are actually being critical of Joe Biden and calling it like it is. They're not all running interference from him. But but you got to love a story where somebody is a little naive and gets an education. You know how? Yeah. 
There's a reporter on CNN. Her name is Clarissa Ward. And you may remember this. Uh, I think we talked about it yesterday. Uh, if not, I'll play it for you. Uh, she's reporting in uh, in Afghanistan, in she, Kabul. She's, Kabul. she's, in, she's Kabul. in Kabul. And when the, uh, the takeover came, she donned a burqa, which actually is probably pretty wise if you're going to be out in the street and a woman. Mm-hmm. And she was observing the troops of the Taliban who, who had just come into the city. And I want you to hear what she said. Listen to Cut 8. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's utterly bizarre. Yeah, they're shouting death to America, but they really look friendly. You know, you know we talked about this, Ray. It come reminded on. me, oh. remember uh, the summer, I guess it's two summers ago now, uh, during the riots uh, mm-hmm. in various cities. And I think it was a CNN reporter right. in Minneapolis. He was standing out there talking about the mostly peaceful, peaceful. protests, and there were buildings Burning. going up in smoke behind him. In flames, yeah. In it's, flames. A, a, a slight disconnect. <laughs> Just a little bit. Between what we could see with our own eyes. Mostly peaceful burning of the buildings. Yeah, mostly, mostly peaceful. And there you have... I mean, she's in the streets of Kabul. Yes. And they're shouting death to America. But they seem friendly. But the only s- thing is, but they seem friendly. When you're when you're falling from a building, you can only deny gravity for so long. <laughs> and, I know. Go ahead. And uh, Clarissa Ward, that was on Monday. You just heard. On Wednesday, she was out again and had a little bit different. She ran into some problems. I want you to hear what happened to her on Wednesday. This is uh, cut nine. The Taliban would just come through at one stage. This one fighter just lifted his gun up in the air as if he was about to start firing rounds. So we had to run and take cover. And then, you know, uh, the most frightening moment for our team came when our producer, Brent Swales, was taking some video on his iPhone. Two Taliban fighters just came up with their pistols and they were ready to pistol whip him. And we had to intervene and scream. And it was actually another Taliban fighter who who came in and said, no, 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 don't do that. They're journalists. This was mayhem. This was nuts. It didn't seem so friendly on Wednesday. (laughs) It was friendly mayhem. Yeah, so the barometer went from... Kind of friendly guys yes. to uh, violent thugs. Yes, you know, right. it, it's amazing. I, I'm amazed uh, that Clarissa Ward. I'm not sure how much war zone experience she has, uh, but that she didn't realize who these people are. It's not like the Taliban was cre- created yesterday, Ray. They've been around a long They've time. They've been around. They have They've a track a record. Re- they got a long track record. Oh, but a Fred, long resume. They, they did promise. This week that they were going to treat everybody nicer. Yeah. So yeah. You know, well, I tell you what. Little faith. The the old saying: a picture says a thousand words. I've seen enough pictures yeah. already yeah. in the last several days. Uh, well, they you, promised that the that our people could make it safely to the airport. Yeah. And then the Biden administration admonished them for quote breaking their promise. Yeah. A shock. I mean, really shocking that the Taliban would not keep their promises to us. It's amazing. You know, I just, and we have to move on to another stories, but I saw a very uh, gripping piece of video this morning where some of the people had, I guess, had gotten by the Taliban that are surrounding the airport. And there was a man, I believe it was, who was lifting up a little child to an American soldier who was on the other side. And that American soldier took that little child. That that's desperation right there. That is desperation. And uh, it is credit to who our military are. Yes, they carry weapons, but they're compassionate. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think we're going to see a whole lot more of that. At least I hope so in these days ahead. Go ahead, Steve. All right, let's come home for a bit. Um, Black Lives Matter continues to uh, try to be relevant, although they're kind of getting pushed out of the news. But um, New York is is a kind of a strange duck when it comes to law and justice. They have a an attorney general there named Letitia Jones, uh, James. I'm sorry, Letitia James, who has uh, it's pretty well known was put in with uh, George Soros money. One of these kind of people that doesn't want to prosecute the BLM types, the Antifa types. Um, and uh, she had a chance, though, to go after a store owner. So this is a guy named David Elmendorf. He owned a Bumpy's Polar Freeze in Schenectady. It's in northern New York. It's a, a ice cream shop. And uh, the uh, Taliban decided... No, I'm sorry. That's... I, uh, the Black Lives Matter, <laughs> decided to come and uh, protest. He had put something up that they were offended by. I think it was maybe something about marriage or um, or race or something that they didn't like, whatever it was. They were trying to cancel him. So they came and they were protesting outside of his, his, um, his shop. Well, Mr. Elmendorf decides he, he doesn't like wh- where this is going, and he calls 911. He calls the police on these guys. Okay. The cops show up. Um, they don't make any arrests. They Whatever ha- was happening was calmed down. But then uh, Mr. Elmendorf is charged. Is, is, I, don't th- I don't know if he was put in handcuffs, but he was charged with making a, a black lives, a false race-based police report, which I was not aware that there is a special enhancement for a, uh, uh, a 911 call, a crime, if, if it's a false race-based police report. They said the uh, the... Uh, Black Lives Matter people said that, that he was uh, he pointed a gun at them, or that he had uh, was saying racist things to them and everything. Oddly enough, the uh, the uh, prosecutors who were, re- who were for the city they forgot to tell him when his court case was, so he wasn't able to show up. But he was fined forty five hundred dollars. He now has to pay five hundred dollars to each of the nine protesters he allegedly harassed. So he makes a nine one one call. I assume in the 911 call uh, that he said there are some Black Lives Matter people protesting outside my shop or something along that line. Right. But now we have a law in the state of New York that if you mention the, the, the color of skin I, in, in a report, that you, you now become the person who is likely to be charged. Is the- that where we are with this law? It looks like it. Um, there's an enhancement. Uh, they are charging him. The allegations were categorically false. Um, it makes it illegal. The, the James lawsuit was the first to rely in part on a new law that makes it illegal to submit false race-based police reports. Now, it's already illegal to s- submit a false report. If I call you up and say, hey, my house is on fire and it's not, I'm going to end up owing the fire department some money and I, it's, it's illegal. Well, what part of what he said was false? Well, this is what they say he said. He was accused of calling 911 to falsely report that there were, quote, 20 armed protesters who were threatening to shoot him. He allegedly referred to the black protesters as savages. There's, uh, and so those are the kind of things that he said. Now, Letitia James, we are, there is zero tolerance for harassment, intimidation, or violence of any kind, except BLM kind, uh, in New York. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh. This wow. is, it it kind of reminds me of the hate crimes thing, you know, when you if you target somebody 
you know, all crime, if you think about it, there's hate behind all crime, all attacks. You know, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned George Soros funded uh, prosecutor gets elected. It reminds me of the story, Ray, in St. Louis, where the prosecutor there went after that couple. Right. Who were standing on the lawn of their house. Their own home. With their own guns. And people broke into their neighborhood, allegedly came through. They didn't shoot. They didn't actually shoot anybody. They didn't. But they got charged. Uh, I believe for uh, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon. That's what they got charged with. Has these protesters approached their house? Uh, You know, suppose you're in Schenectady, New York, which is by the way, folks up near Albany. mm -hmm. When I go up to word of life, I see the, I see the exit for Schenectady, right? Yeah. So it just gave me a chance to say that word Schenectady. Okay. (laughs) It's a good word. Okay. It's a good word. But let's suppose you're a small business owner of any sort in Schenectady, the the inevitable chilling impact of what happened to this guy is you're just not going to make a call. If if there are protesters, if you're being threatened, you're going to think and think again because maybe because you're going to be upset mm-hmm. if if you as a businessman are being threatened. But you're going to say to yourself, I don't think I can't afford to have this turned against me because this guy who made the call, he's now paying off. He's paying money to the BLM guys, right? So everything's turned upside down. So the inevitable impact of this is to just, uh, it's going to keep small business people from making that call in the first place because they're going to say, I I can't risk it. It's crazy times in Democrat-controlled areas. I mean, you have the situation in San Francisco and other communities in California that, uh, Unless they're stealing more than what is it nine hundred dollars? Somewhere in there. I was just thinking about that. Too. Don't 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 call the cops. Don't, right. And this relates too because now if I'm a BLM type in Schenectady, and I might want a free, you know, turkey or whatever, I'm going right. to walk into a uh, store and dare the guy to call nine one one on me because I'm shoplifting. Yeah. Right. He, all he has to do is say, "Well, he called me a racist name." He called me a turkey. No, I was saying you're taking the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> but, right, right. And, and, and there you and go. He's not gonna. He's not gonna call. Crazy times. Yeah. Go ahead. People are still a little upset in this country about the way the the COVID uh, pandemic, which I read now somewhere is should be more accurately referred to as an endemic, which is smaller location. You know, something in, in a defined geographical area as far as opposed to everywhere. Anyway, um, they've reimposed some uh, restrictions and and uh, mask mandates and such on uh, people in specifically California, which you would not be surprised, is kind of leading the trend. Well, there was a woman. Her name is Brittany Marr. She resides in San Francisco. She works with a medical, medical liberty group called Freedom Keepers. She just so happens. And she was in front of the San Diego Board of Supervisors who were, and she was talking to them about what should and should not be done with her uh, body and her medical autonomy. I want you to listen. Uh, I want you to listen to the cut 10. America is not a hospital. California is not a hospital. San Diego, it's not a hospital. This is a constitutional republic that guarantees protection of individual freedom and liberty and due process. This applies to our individual pursuits of medical interventions and health practices. A total fatality rate of 0.1 
consent. We remove consent from treating us like we are patients in a hospital ward. We are done. The consent of the governed is removed. We will not comply. We do not consent. Nathan Fletcher, you are on notice. We will constitutionally remove all petty tyrants you, beginning ma'am. now. You. Your time is up. Okay, uh, explain to us what was going on there. She was compl- the, the board of supervisors and apparently uh, some specific members were uh, trying to enforce or, or considering enforcing some mask mandates. Ah. Um, and Miss um, Marr, uh, Brittany Marr, was really uh, kind of having none of it. And so she uh, was like, like we see with the, the critical race theory people in, in uh, Loudoun County, for example. Um, she was speaking out to the Board of Supervisors in San Diego County, uh, Southern California, and saying, because basically they were putting, what, she, what I cut out for time was she talked about the rate of, the, the death rate. And it is in, in, in 3 million people down there, some 500 people through the whole pandemic have died. It's, it's just ridiculously small. And most of those died, and she made this point, with COVID, not necessarily from COVID. They yeah, there, had... there is a difference. Ray, uh, how things have changed in the last 15, 16 months. Uh, Americans, for the most part, were willing to comply with mm-hmm. the restrictions that were put on us in the names of flattening the curve, hospitalizations, et cetera, et cetera. They were willing to comply with mask mandates uh, and social distancing and all of those sorts of things. But boy, things have changed in the last 15, 16 months. And I'm generalizing here, but I'm thinking for the most part, America is saying we're not going to go back to those days again. We do know more about the science of this of this COVID virus. And we do have more data uh, that we can look at. And like this lady in San Diego did, talked about the percentages mm-hmm. of people that it really impacts. And uh, yesterday we played the uh, audio of that mom down in Charleston, South Carolina, who says, you know, we're not going to go back to uh, mass for my little boy or my little girl for eight hours a day in a classroom. So we have a confrontation uh, going on, a resistance movement, Ray, uh, and I don't think that's going to go away. And and many times it's being led by moms. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad we're playing these clips because these are not politicians. These are what we used to call just ordinary Americans, right? Mm-hmm. Men and women. You're talking about moms here who have said we have had enough. We've had enough of being bullied. She used a great phrase, petty tyrants. Yes. Wow. That's a really good phrase, petty tyrants, on these school boards and on these other boards and on the city councils and stuff, that's exactly what some people are. They're petty tyrants, and they need to be called out. So let me just say, one of the points we make here at AFR, we've made it a thousand times. We're going to make it another thousand times. Your voice matters. Your voice matters on the local level. These are just, quote, ordinary people, whether it's Loudoun County or Chesapeake or whether it's out there in San Diego. Your voice matters. And so, guys, I think we need to keep playing these clips because uh, the petty tyrants here in America, and there are too many of them, they need to be confronted. And, yes, there is a revolution brewing out there in the out there in the mainland, you know, the mainland of America, the, the heartland of America, 
people who said, look, we trusted you. We wanted to help out, and we, we still have good hearts about this, but we are not going to be pushed around or bullied anymore, especially where our kids are involved. You know, it, it's really encouraging, actually, to see the involvement now. Uh, let's, let's face it, over the last many years, uh, uh, a lot of these people who are showing up at city council meetings and school board meetings have never darkened the door of a city council meeting before or a school board meeting. Uh, but now they're understanding, someone once said that all politics are local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're understanding that, uh, you know what, we, we elected these people, uh, and a lot of these folks who are showing up probably didn't even to uh, vote in the municipal elections and the school board elections, uh, you know, let somebody else do that work. But now they're finding out that these, these uh, local governing bodies have a lot of power or at least are exercising their power. And I think uh, when uh, the local elections come up again, you're going to have large ballots. You're going to have a lot more people engaged in local politics, and I think that is a great idea. Uh, that is a great idea, and I, I think, and it crosses political lines in this. I've said it many times. I think when it comes to the impact that a policy is having on your kids, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, uh, you're going to stick up for your kids and what's good for your kids. Don't poke mama bear. Don't poke mama bear. And, uh, exactly right. Boy, the mama bears are being poked out there, and guess what? Uh, they're ready to fight back. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Go ahead, Steve. All right. Um, did you guys uh, see the movie We Were Soldiers? There's a movie with yes. Mel Gibson about yes. this uh, Heard uh, of it. Yes. war mm-hmm. in, it was a good. battle. It was a good, great movie. A phenomenal movie. movie. Uh, Mel Gibson played a colonel uh, who was a Catholic, but very f- religion-friendly. It was positive on this, uh, despite the amount of bloodshed, um, that it was a battle. Um, but anyway, it was uh, based on a book by a journalist called Joe Galloway. If you saw the movie, Barry Pepper played this. This is the photographer that came on. He is from a military family, but he decided he didn't want to pick up a gun, but he was going to try to figure out why uh, people uh, fought, and he was using his camera. He was a hero in that war, uh, n- never picked up a gun, but he did save several people from uh, from he saved their lives on the battlefield and um, was given a bronze star. Well, um, Joe Galloway has passed away. He's 79, and um, I just wanted to take a second to think this. It was such a phenomenal movie, um, a family-oriented war movie, if you can kind of put those two things together. Showed all the best of America. Um, just I just really thought that... And now, as AFA, I, I don't want to say that we're recommending it or endorsing the movie. I, I can't remember every scene, and there there could have been some language or something like it that. It is a war movie. Right? It is a war movie. But um, catch me after work, and I'll tell you all about it, because it was a great movie. Yes, right. It is uh, sometimes a, a country needs good movies like that, uh, that shows patriotism, that shows bravery, shows the kinds of qualities, Ray, that I think has made this country great. Look, Americans... Uh, we, we've not been afraid to go into battle when great issues were at stake. And that's one reason why, you know, war movies are popular, because they, they appeal to something that has almost gone out of style. Patriotism and love of country, duty, honor, courage. Things we Americans still believe in. All right. Mom and Dad, that is your, that's the, the marching orders for today. Make sure your kids are getting that. 
They may not be getting it at schools these days, and so you have to ensure uh, that they are getting it because there's a reason that God has blessed this country. And uh, our prayer is that God will continue to bless as we continue to honor the God of the Bible. Been great to be with you today. Fred Jackson, Steve Jordahl, Ray Pritchard. We're signing off, but much more great programming ahead here on American Family Radio.